0: Previously in Eastwind, the crew infiltrated Dr. Terror's retirement party disguised as a fib. Black Rabbit, an electrocutioner, Lancer was able to charm Brianna. Cherry found an alternative to scale a ton in the dodo, and Ignition ran into his mom. Lancer embarrassed some racist villains, and Ignition was able to find out that a machine to be debuted at the party would birth Ascension earthquake. Cherry found out that the Hawkins family is planning to work with a villain named Snake Oil to unleash a snake god on Infinity City, and Lancer was able to earn the respect of Doctor Terror. But will that be enough to help them stop the plans of either him or the Hawkins family? Find out in the Super. Oversized finale of Eastwind Wave.
1: This is Eastwind, an AAPI, Infinity City story. An actual play using the masks, a new generation system from Magpie Games. We're aimed at exploring what it means to be a hero in the Asian American Pacific Islander community. And this cast and I will combine our unique worldviews to help answer some big and small questions. I'm your GM, Connor. I use he, him pronouns. And I'm at Conador on Twitter. And you can also find me on Magpie's curated play program where I GM... Not just masks, but Avatar Legends. And uh, you can come play with me literally right now as you're listening to this. And
2: to introduce the cast for this game. I'm Ken Rolo, using he, him pronouns, playing Kai Riley, aka Ignition. With my character using he, him pronouns, Ignition is Thai, Dom in Irish and using the Scion playbook. And you can find me
3: at Ken Rolo across the internet. I'm Jordan Nguyen. I use they, she pronouns, and I'll be playing Cherry Chum a.k.a. LabRabbit, who uses she, her pronouns. LabRabbit is Vietnamese and is using the Nova playbook. You can find me on the other Infinity City podcast and the Reclaimers, or you can heckle me on Twitter at Kettlefish Tweet. I'm JPG, he, him pronouns, playing Leo de Armas, a.k.a.
4: Lancer, with my character using he, him pronouns. Lancer is Filipino and is using the Soldier playbook, and you can find me across social media at speakerjpg
1: as we open this issue of east wind that's what we see is kai delivering earth shattering
3: news to the other members of east wind i think cherry doesn't want to handle that directly i think she's still like literally behind their chair right now so i think she's gonna teleport back into the hall where the dodo is and she'll just look over at him yeah they're gonna wake up god or play with god or put a monster to or a person to sleep so they can Wake Up God? I don't know how that works. I've always been an atheist, but I guess that's cool or whatever. What can I do to help? I don't have a game plan yet, but I need to go check in with some other super real invited villains I know, and then we'll find a way to kill God. But I think for now we can just go back to the party.
1: Okay, that's, that's cool with me too, because I'd have to do some stretches and limber
3: up anyways, so... Oh yeah, I'm gonna do the same, so... All right, I'll be in the bathroom for the next
1: 15 minutes, but I want to
3: be very clear.
1: I'm just doing stretches in there. That's all. For
3: 15 minutes? (laughs) Do you not stretch for 15 minutes? How do you not? We're at a party. You don't, you can just like dance or move or talk around. Why do you need to do stretches? Athletic injuries, when you have no powers, are like a
1: big deal. They're the biggest deal. 15 minutes of stretching now means four months not spent in traction later.
3: Yeah, I've definitely spent a lot of time in traction. You know what? That's yeah. totally fair. I'll, I'll meet you back down in 15 minutes. Okay. All right. Sounds good. I think the
4: last panel in this particular part of the story is... Everyone meet at
0: Rendezvous Bravo. In Ryan's Texoma van.
4: Yeah, so you
1: all are back in the van. I think you can even... St- like, it's a block and a half away. You can still hear the party from this far away. Like... The music isn't playing, but you can every now and then hear the voice of Dr. Terror as he's giving his
0: farewell speech. All right, so let's break down the facts. Because we have a lot to deal with. Mm
1: -hmm. Fact number one. Brianna should be with me and not you. Skeleton is here, by the way. And Brianna says, you had
3: your chance, Eugene. And he gets all sullen again. Cherry will like almost like recoil, realizing that despite him still being like 10 feet tall at the moment, she totally forgot he was there as well.
1: He's got to be like crumpled up inside the van. But also he's a skeleton.
4: So he doesn't take up a ton of room. All right. We have three issues on the table right now yes we have
2: the living earthquake
3: the what <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah so when i said the machine was gonna create an earthquake mm-hmm. it's more in the create in the biblical sense because it's gonna be alive it's going to birth an
3: earthquake
4: yeah living earthquake that's number one number two was that the hawkins are enlisting other supervillains' help
3: um earl hawkins was with snake oil they're Planning on using her to set something asleep. It sounds like they're trying to sneak into something. And
4: number three, it sounds like a snake cult and a snake god are now going
3: to be involved in this. Dracula is teaming up with a wizard to awaken god and a baby earthquake is being birthed. Like, I don't, this is really bad.
2: Like, like god or like a god? Are we talking like big G or little g?
3: The mean one.
1: Ryan, he's got a Taksama-issued laptop or something, and he does say, uh, just so that we all know, Taksama isn't familiar with any gods in the area. There is a giant intersectionality between Magical Springs here in Infinity City, which is why we established a bunch of Taksama outposts here, but if there's a god here, I don't know how to find it.
3: Well... We know where one of the Hawkins is, though, and we could find him pretty easily. And if he knows and we track him, then we'll know. What info does Taksama have on snake oil? He does some quick searching around and finds a
1: lot of what's, like, publicly available. I don't think she's necessarily shrouded in too much mystery. Just, like, like, he absolutely has, like, her civilian name and, like, criminal arrest record and, like, a bunch of, like, stuff that would be, like, on a detail
4: sheet in the back of a comic book issue. So, I think my question right now is, do we track the Hawkins in order to figure out what he's doing, or do we track Snake Oil to figure out what she's
3: doing? I think they might be moving together. I,
4: oh man, okay. I think this is going to need to be some good old recon. We have to, we're going to need to
0: follow them after this party.
3: Okay, and what are we going to do about
0: the earthquake, baby? to talk to dr terror a little bit ago and while i
4: understand that the things that he creates are a menace
0: i also feel as if at times he's creating for good intentions so i don't know if we can take care of all three
4: issues right now but what we can do is we can make sure that Ryan has all the information to pass on to Texama so we can still keep tracking this and keeping an eye on it. But I think the main goal right now is seeing what the Hawkins are doing because at the end of the day, we gotta figure out we gotta figure out what their plan
3: with the community center is. An earthquake is being birthed. I, I can't emphasize that enough. <laughs> I don't think you realize how big earthquakes are. Okay, they but they're
4: can... also like a sentient earthquake. And if it's a baby, then these
3: <laughs> aren't known for being peaceful. But Wait, whoa. This is news to me about babies right now, Laugh rap. Have you ever heard a baby cry? They're emotional. They affect things. <laughs> they're emotional. You are correct.
1: Ryan well, chimes in. Have you, have, you, have, you, have you ever heard the old expression... Sleeping like a baby? I always thought that they were pretty
4: serene. Plus, newborns, they don't do anything for three months.
2: So we're just got a point. I mean, anything but cry, vomit, poop. But how does does an earthquake vomit? Exactly! (laughs) That's the problem. That's where I don't think we have a good understanding of what's going to happen here. Is it?
3: Does that not terrify any of you?
1: <laughs> Ryan distinctly like hides his face from both Ignition and Lab Rabbit to flash a, an expression to Lancer, like, can you believe these two? I think okay. you two might just hate babies a little bit.
0: I think I have a solution. Okay. But Ryan is not gonna like this.
3: I'm okay with that.
0: Do I have to?
1: wait oh no i look if your plan is for me to drive this van into the front of the party and cause a huge distraction i can do it i don't know how i'll get away but i can do it it, no it's not gonna be that ryan oh thank god i really didn't want to i can't begin to describe how much i didn't want to but
0: i would have i need you to transport a stolen baby and go.
4: And then I get, like, Lancer <laughs> just guns out of the truck. It just starts running back towards the
1: party. <laughs> Brianna heads with you. Elton tags along after
4: Brianna. This is our plan. And I'm talking right outside of the club again. I'm talking to everybody. Yeah. But I'm going to get into my Lancer gear instead of my AFib gear. Oh, shit. And I think what it looks like is we're huddled. And it's me, Brianna, Lab Rabbit and ignition and skeleton is like awkwardly hanging out okay so this is the plan brianna and i go in we set a distraction while ryan brings the truck over to as close to here as he possibly can
2: we're clear on that end right sure okay One thing, to my understanding, the machine was going to create the Earthquake Baby. It is not currently a constructed Earthquake Baby as it stands. Correct. If they turn on the machine, then. but if we stop them from turning on the machine, there's no Earthquake Baby. So if we we can either talk Dr. Tear out of activating the machine or disable it in some way, we don't have to worry about a sentient Earthquake Baby. But
4: also, who are we to say that the sentient Earthquake Baby shouldn't?
2: be here also is this is that the discussion you want to have right this minute is that our first priority so look at me man it's
4: either the white people have the earthquake baby or texama does no that's not the
2: discussion it's either we don't let the earthquake baby come into being or we give it to we do let it and then suddenly stranger things over there gets a new 11 we don't we have (laughs) we can stop that from happening we work for texama we don't need to work for hawkins lab it's not a resource It's a living being, and that's, you can't just subjugate someone like that into becoming a resource, and that's how it would come across on the page.
4: Lancer understands, right, conceptually, that Kai is right, but the fact that this is something new and we're denying it of its, like, I don't know, like, I think Lancer is very uncomfortable about, oh, we're just not going to let this earthquake baby just be, and we're just going to assume
3: that it's evil. Cherry's just going to look over and like, how about we kidnap the baby and not tell Taksama for a little bit, and then we see how it goes.
1: Ryan over the intercom says, "I can't not tell Taksama." But what if y'all just steal the machine before it goes off?
4: I motion, like I hand signal to ignition and to and the lab rabbit to turn off their comms for a second. Mm-hmm. And
1: Ryan <laughs> immediately launches into how this is exactly like. Issue 352 of the Infinity City Protectorate, which is like a fake superhero team that real comic book
4: company inside Infinity City writes about. I think you're right, but this still doesn't sit well with me. We steal the machine. We stash it
3: somewhere. Mm -hmm. We tell Texama later. Are we in agreement? I'm in agreement. and let's make this fast, because I need to head back to the party in five minutes. And also, don't forget that, like, snake oil's out there and the vampire.
4: Okay, so I'm on team distraction.
3: I can but... swap him out if you two are able to distract and keep things busy. I think I can Actually, swap him out.
0: Kai, I need you to convince Skeleton of something.
2: Okay? I, I look at him with disbelief, but but willingness... I need you to
4: have him transform. Have you ever seen Indiana Jones? Yeah, which one? The first one, sorry, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Of course. You know how he does that bag of sand and then he takes the monkey idol?
0: Yeah?
2: Oh. I think wasn't isn't Lab Rabbit trying to going to teleport them do a teleportation swap?
3: Yeah, I think that's way easier and faster. This thing's really big. Yeah, but instead of
4: having to teleport swap, you can just teleport out, which I'm assuming is going to be easier for your powers,
3: right? Yes, what are we replacing it with? Skeleton. I'm okay with that.
1: Skeleton has found a piece of chalk in the street that he's now <laughs> using to like just draw like the worst skeletons with. They look <laughs> awful. As somebody who spends all of his time as a skeleton, he should know what a skeleton looks
4: like and he somehow does not. So yeah, so I'm on distraction. Ignition's on convincing, convincing skeletons. Skeleton. Yeah. Okay, and then <laughs> Lab Rabbit is gonna be transporting everything out, okay. Kidnapping. Who wants
2: to go first? So it's registering to Kai that after having such a positive impact to Skeleton, he's realizing what he has to do, and he's he feels bad because I don't I this is the best option we have, so he's moving forward with it. I'm gonna go first, and I'm gonna take go back to Skeleton and start to talk to him, villain to villain. Hey, electrocutioner, what's up? Not much. I was just thinking, what would be really cool here? All of us had to go through our, make our bones, as it were, to get into this party. What if we cause a little chaos here?
1: Yes, I'm all for it. Look, if there's one thing I love doing, it's like, I have a lot of action figures. And so, like, when I'm a skeleton and not Eugene, I like to pretend that, like, all these houses and stuff, like little dioramas that I get to play with and stomp on and real
2: fun. I totally recommend it. If you ever get giant powers. I'll keep that in mind. My plan is though, is, is to surprise everyone at the party, everyone to get here, they had to prove themselves and show how awesome they were and what they could do, what if we pulled the wool over their eyes and switched out their party favor for you? Ooh.
1: Hey, that sounds really good. Aren't you worried that they'll figure out that it was
2: you that did it? It's that's the thing. If we're trying to get if we're trying to get our cred in the supervillain community, think of how much cred you're gonna have when you bust up Dr. Tears party. That's true. That's a
1: good point. You know what? Like me really sticking it to Brianna's old boss. I gotta believe that's gotta gotta move the needle a little bit. You're gonna move the needle for sure. That's without a doubt. All right. In that case, let me see you one and raise you one. Why don't I take some of those electro grenades you got and then I set those off when they unveil me? How cool would that be?
2: You know what? I think you're smarter than you look. Aw, thank you. So I'm gonna go ahead and give him a couple of my grenades. They're gonna be. not full explosives they're more flashbangs it's loud noise big flash but not cause any real harm
1: so he he has these grenades he's fully outfitted he gets ready in the right pose and that's when lab rabbit gets her chance to step up
3: so i think she's just focusing a lot of the energy and you'll see that the red veins and cells within the suit start charging up with the strange dust from like the commandant invasion that she ended up like picking up that now processed through her body but there are these focal points through the technology that's been developed by assistance from architect and the rest of the team at tuxama to hone the rest of the energy and there is this red plasma that's just dancing around her she's okay let's go make this work and she's gonna go i'm gonna say just teleport whatever the large device is whatever that looks like underneath the tarp and just swap it out with a truck real quickly so at least the um, skeleton can have a platform and that way you can like just like hunch over because it'll be weird if it just looks like a large totem pole or a pillar in the middle of it so she'll just tell swap it out with a car real quick and hope that nobody's inside it
1: you can hear dr terror's speech is absolutely reaching like that sort of Crescendo, the climax of the speech, where he's about to—I think he even says to the DJ, "Can I get a drum roll before we unveil the uh. my final invention?" You execute the teleportation flawlessly with the combined help of of the tech, along with the architect tech. Architect, I don't. <laughs> never mind, <laughs> Elliot got that. <laughs> I didn't. That's me uh, misunderstanding how to combine words together. And uh, one second you're looking at skeleton holding his newly obtained grenades from ignition, and the next it's a large machine that uh, has all sorts of different sci-fi odds and ends. There's probably some Tesla coils poking out of it. There's a big old glass container that just seems to be filled with lightning. It's got its own power source, which I think ignition recognizes as tech from his mom that's that was the piece was the battery that uh, fuels this thing is was provided by
3: turan from outside on the streets there's this strange clunk as there's this like weird wiggle as it like lands in like the back of the van
1: i think it's so heavy that like the van's back end drags just a little as (laughs) ryan starts the van he says, all right, I'm just supposed to go now. I just, I drive this thing back or do you want me to, where am I taking this?
3: Oh no, we didn't think that part through. <laughs> Cherry is like, as soon as she's done th- doing that, I think she's just going to go upstairs towards like the bathroom to meet back up with the dodo. Guys, like,
2: you could use my uncle's warehouse, but then like, m- other people know where my uncle work and yeah. that's how long we thinking. That's a good question.
1: I have to go do something. <laughs> it's at this moment. That Brianna stops Lancer for just a second. She says, look, you all have enough headaches to worry about. I'll go with my brother and take care of this. And she leans in and gives Lancer a kiss on the cheek. And she says, hope I can catch you again sometime. Not if I catch you first. She does blush when you say that. She didn't expect you to come back at her so quickly. And she uh, tries to hide it as she uh, sprints back over the van. She pushes Ryan over to the passenger seat. And as she drives away, you see her looking back at you. And yeah, she's absolutely smiling to herself. Uh, When Cherry went back into the party, the first thing that she saw was Skeleton hop out from under the tarp and throw these flashbang grenades in
3: the air. Cherry like goes back towards the bathrooms to meet up with the dodo. Sees the third hike, turns around, and then sees that skeleton pulls out grenades and just like rushes into like teleports into like the center of the area, hoping to hide or dunk the grenades. Realizing that this is gonna be bad, (laughs) because she thinks that they're just actual grenades, (laughs) she teleports directly towards the explosion, hoping that she can like pocket the grenades elsewhere or send them elsewhere. But I think they go off faster than she thought they would because. They are flashbangs. when she was expecting things to explode on a contact. She like teleported or put two of them away into this strange, almost like vacuum, spatial pocket, but there's one more grenade as skeleton was attempting to juggle them for a little bit. And there's a third one that comes out that almost explodes by her. I'm going to grab lab rabbit and I'm going to try to protect her with my body. And
4: I think what it does (laughs) is it's so close. And it just, it like blows up right on my back. And then I just fall over and there's like blood everywhere and and gore and all of this stuff. And it looks like I have died. And Dr. Terror sees this and like I think everybody like scatters and runs. So now Dr. Terror thinks that I'm dead. So you 100%. just saved a villain in everyone's eyes. Not just
1: a villain, but like the villain that was hanging out with the Dota, who's like the A-lister here tonight. So when that happened, you, Completely protect a lab rabbit, but chaos still does erupt. Supervillains and civilians alike all begin to panic because there's a ton of supervillains here. This place was a powder keg. The third hike was looking for a reason to just start punching people. And there's Fosferatu, spelled F-A-U-X hyphen Sferatu, who is dressed like a vampire but has no vampiric powers, begins shooting these irradiated energy blasts at his nemesis van hel sings which is a
4: oh i got it i got it female lead singer 80s hair rock band
1: Yes, with sonic powers in the vein of, like, Screaming Mimi or her hero name, Songbird. There it is. Yes, (laughs) love this. Van Helsings and Phosphoratu. Both supervillains hate each other's guts. Energy blasts are shooting all over the place. Supervillains are dunking other supervillains' heads in the toilets. Gwyneth Paltrow is actually here somehow. Nobody realized, but there was a celebrity (laughs) presence, and one of those celebrities was Gwyneth Paltrow. And in the midst of all of this, Kai, you positioned yourself where you could see everything happening as it's happening. Earl Hawkins in snake oil trying to sneak
2: out the back of the venue. I let the rest of the team know that I'm gonna pursue them and I'll try I'll keep a safe distance. And Ooh. so I I moved to follow them. And since I knew what the grenades were like, I already had my lenses polarized and I had my like my sound system dampened so that I was prepared for that. So that's why I I would be in a position to then be like, okay, I see what's going on, and follow.
0: Oh,
1: I love that. Okay. So yeah, as as you follow along, you see Earl Hawkins create large, fiery eagle wings that shoot out of his back, and he picks up snake oil,
2: and the two of them go to
1: fly away.
2: I access one of my wrist gauntlets, to launch a tracker and aim it at either of them is just the best shot I can make you
1: aimed the wrong wrist attachment it's actually the grappling hook and you aimed it perfectly and it wraps around Earl Hawkins's leg and you're pulled up into the air and he looks behind himself at the grappling hook and associated line connecting the two of you and he gives you like the most furious glare as he shouts, I don't know who you are, kid, but you made a big mistake. And uh, he circles around, snake oil holding onto his legs for dear life. He goes in and tries to tries to lash out at you with one of his fiery wings. I send a charge of electricity up the grapple line to shock him. You can tell it hurts him bad, maybe even more than he was intending for it. I think he expected some fight back. But this was more than he expected. He still collides into you. And all three of you, because Snake Oil is still here, go crashing back into the ground. You can tell that Earl Hawkins is just barely holding on to consciousness. But he pulls out his phone and sends out a text. And then he passes out. And Snake Oil is definitely like in pain and shock right now from having dislocated her shoulder or something. She's okay. not like a super big threat right now, but she's like, You're that lightning villain? Electrocute Why? What? Why? This is- I don't want to deal with this. I'm do you have any idea what kind of villainy schedule I'm operating on right now? And it was so inconsiderate. Just leave the normal way like everyone else.
3: That's
1: if you're what trying I was- to Get out of
2: here. Just, ah.
1: That's what I was trying to do before
2: this madman tried to
1: attack me. I just needed to ride out of here. She's got, like, both her fingers pressed to their temples, and she's sighing in exasperation. As you come up closer to Earl Hawkins, you see the message he sent on his phone was an SOS with a pin to his location sent to both of his siblings.
3: Back inside the party. There is a motion of, like, Cherry is like visibly, physically dragging Lancer along until he actually like wakes up and responds. And she'll be like, oh, wow, Lancer, a hero has come to invade the party. I had no idea you were here. And then a whispering (laughs) over is like, hey, are you still alive?
1: I do think you see Lancer's like flesh regenerating. So like, you know, he's not dead, but it's also probably like the most traumatizing physical injury you've ever seen in your entire life
3: she's like deep breath but knowing that he's going to regenerate and she's like okay i don't know who invited a hero here and she's gonna do like a motion as if she's like ready to like punt or kick him but as soon as like foot makes any contact she teleports him into the van and then i think after she does that she's gonna like rush upstairs with like her suit and gloves still radiant with like plasma covering into it and i think that she's afraid that she doesn't have enough time to like actually get a conversation out and she wants to do the chase so she's going to use her finger while it's covered in plasma to burn her phone number and a little smiley face and bunny design into the like, carpet in front of the bathroom and then try to chase after Hawkins.
1: This is right when the dodo is coming back out from stretching. As you're coming up on the bathroom, you see the third hike is still hanging out there, like punching any bystanders that get close enough to them and as like a group of people surge by you you see the dodo standing in the doorframe of the bathroom for just a second and then you the crowd clears away and the third hike are all like knocked on their asses and he's like dusting his hands off and he looks over and sees you and rushes over and he says so i guess things got pretty chaotic while I was stretching then huh
3: it's still not over, actually. So either come with me real quick or we can go meet up at this one Vietnamese spot I know after in like about two hours. But I need to go chase a vampire right now. And I have a friend that lecture to Another really cool villain. We'll, we'll meet him in a sec if you haven't already. And then she's like, all right, good to see you. That's where I'm going to meet up afterwards. If you want to go meet up more afterwards, I need to go. I'm so sorry. And she's just going to run down the hall and hope that there's like a window to jump out of. I
4: think this is where Lancer wakes up. And yeah. it's really like first thing he says, just mumble over the cons. Please make sure you get his number, please.
1: Lab Rabbit, as you're rushing through, you hear the dodo call out, I'll meet you later tonight. And you see him start like, like, doing the most heroically villainous thing of making sure to beat up the villains that are like the instigators here
3: she stops there shouts over for him to shout over his phone number and then realizes that it's just way too loud to like hear anything she's trying to listen to lancer right now and she's just shouting what's your phone number <laughs> and it's just too cacophonous to hear anything and she's just like sighs and like leaves to go chase after electrocutioner <laughs>
0: Inside Ryan's van. Ryan
3: startles
1: and freaks out and screams- Oh! Lancer? What did,
4: when did you get it? in- what? I don't know. There's a lot of blood back here. I'm assuming it's mine. Are you okay? Yeah. Weirdly, these regen powers are pretty great. I definitely wish I could keep them. Yeah, that's just practical. I, I'm tempted to tell you
1: all about one of my favorite superheroes, Lead Puddle, who he's like a gun guy, but Ryan, also Ryan.
4: Ryan. Yeah. Just, uh, I need a juice box and my spare uniform, please. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And he hits
1: an emergency panel on the side of the van. And sure enough, the first whole, the first whole emergency panel, is there's like Sunny D, Capri Sun, Juicy Juice, like all of the brands. (laughs) And then he hits another panel and that's the one that your uniform is. So I, I
4: take one and I like pound it real quick and answer turns to the both of them. And he asks, how close are we to the address that Ignition gave you?
1: We're still... 20 minutes out with traffic. We've hit every light red. This is Brianna talking. She's like trying to justify why they've only made it like
4: five miles in the last 10 minutes. I'm on the comms, Lancer
2: says. Ignition status report, please. So Ignition checks his helmet. and He shuts down his helmet so that the snake oil can't hear him. He seals the sound in. I just knocked out Earl Hawkins, but I think we've got trouble on the way. And that snake oil is also pissed at me. So. We might want to move. Are you moving or
0: do you need me to come to
2: you? I, th- I think I need extraction. I can't get him out of here with snake oil. Someone's got to distract her if we want to try and get him away. I got you. And then he kicks open the back doors of this truck. And then <laughs> that's when you first see
4: the Raven Wings. And I take off to his location. Because you're hopping out of the back of a
1: moving vehicle, you have a lot of speed almost instantly. And getting lift is just as easy as, like, aiming up. And uh, yeah, you are, like, flying over Infinity City in moments. And as you get a good vantage point, you see the two familiar figures of Eleanor and Edgar Hawkins flying right towards
4: Ignition's location. I immediately start firing, but what happens is that the chamber spins on one of my volks When I start firing, it's, a. do you remember in the first Incredibles when all of those like black tar balls start shooting out? It's those. I love the impacts of these
1: expanding sticky foam balls, knocks them into each other and they become adhered to each other and uh, they spot the source of this fire that they're taking immediately. And Eleanor Hawkins make eye contact with you from off in the distance. Because her eyes flare with this pale white light, as you feel the most, like, splitting headache that you have ever felt in your entire life. Oof. As the two eldest Hawkinses, Eleanor and Edgar, who are now glued to each other, begin to try and escape their bonds. What we see is maybe Lancer's flight dip for just a moment, but yeah, he internalizes the pain and pushes himself to do better just like a real hero would which i love and we cut over to lab rabbit who is just now exiting the back of dr Terra's retirement party to see electrocutioner slash ignition yeah looking over the unconscious form of earl hawkins and the irate form of snake oil she's Complaining about Electrocutioner while trying to call an Uber.
3: I think Cherry takes a stance ready to fight. (laughs) And then I think seeing that, like, the main threat right now is Earl Hawkins more than Snake Oil, at least for right now. So I think she's just going to put a small portal around Earl Hawkins and see if she can send him to the van, (laughs) hoping that (laughs) Lancer is still there.
1: Snake Oil looks up at you with shock and says, hey, what was that? And she lifts up one of her hands and you see this arcane energy begin to wreathe it. And she fires a, like,
2: green dart of arcane energy at you. I want to essentially just step in the front of the blast and make it seem like, oh, why are you attacking me? I'm trying to pull focus. So the blast that was aimed for a lab rabbit instead
1: connects with you. And you feel an immediate sense of dread. But then your body begins to fight back against whatever magic that this blast had. And you're able to resist whatever effects it might have had on you. She hisses at the two of you and says, this isn't normal. I don't know who you really are or what's going on, but bring Earl back now or suffer the wrath of snake oil.
3: They open up comms. Cherry, do you have any ideas? I don't want to put him back if I'm honest. And she just says this out loud over to him.
4: I think on the comms eager. I have an idea. And I swoop in.
1: You swoop in with the other two Hawkinses hot on your tail. They have found a way to separate themselves, but you can tell that it took them a lot of effort to really tear through this stuff. They land just, I think probably flanking either side of snake oil, who they make eye contact with And she nods and points at the group of you and says, they took Earl. And uh, Edgar and Eleanor Hawkins's eyes begin to glow this sort of unearthly energy. And I think Edgar Hawkins steps up and says, this doesn't have to be a whole thing. Give me my brother back
3: and we'll let you live. I think just to taunt them a little bit. She's going to, just like Lancer did, of, oh yeah, the hero outfit's just just, like right underneath it. She's going to like take it off and then just almost taunt them by looking over the Hawkins. Hey, you guys were like the ones I egged earlier, right?
1: Eleanor sneers at you and she says, I knew I recognized you little brats. Ah, This is going to be well-deserved. And as she says that, like a gust of wind blows through, and like... She gets that very windswept hair look, and she is wreathed in this spectral white energy that flows with the wind. And uh, she points her hand at you and shoots a spear of white
3: light. What do you do? I think she is going to try to like directly stop it by seeing if she can put a small like portal in front of that. White light to see if she can redirect it. When Lab Rabbit sends it back,
4: I want to grab the end of it so I can use it in order to propel
3: myself. And I think along the way, while it's being fired into the portal she's making, uh, she saved those two grenades earlier within that like vacuum pocket using her powers. And I think she's going to like toss the additional grenades in there. She's like, "I'm out of eggs; these'll do."
4: Because I'm grabbing onto it and then I'm using it to propel myself at the other one. This is all like full-on surprise where we hit them at the same time.
1: Yeah, I will say what this does is it distracts Eleanor enough that the focused nature of her psychic beam energy is disrupted momentarily, which gives Cherry the advantage she needs to redirect it back at Eleanor. So what we see on the panel is, yeah, like Lancer like weaving around this energy and using it to propel himself forward at Edgar while Cherry is redirecting it using her own powers, essentially.
3: And it's this also like slightly scary thing as like Lancer sees in front of him. It's like, oh, that's a very familiar explosion.
4: (laughs) I pick up the phone and I toss it to Ignition and he knows exactly what to do with it.
1: I like that it was laying on the ground when Cherry teleported Earl away. And like part of your acrobatic dodging through Eleanor's spectral psychic beam energy, you like, did a flip where you just grabbed it off the ground while flipping over a beam, sort of thing, like handspring off the ground while picking up the
4: phone and sort of discussing it over to Ignition. Lancer quickly tells Ignition, send all information directly to Texama. You hit into Edgar hard and you hear him gasp in
1: shock. And he goes reeling backwards. But as he does, he defensively positions a hand behind himself that scoops up a large chunk of earth. And he smashes it into you. As the, the earth smacks into you, it blows outwards in a visual distortion that literally knocks you all into a different location. Every one of you is teleported to a subterranean tunnel below Infinity City that contains a large, radiant humanoid figure that is in the fetal position, just sleeping. You can hear the sounds of it like softly snoring. And I think the only one who could probably feel anything different would be Lancer. To whatever degree you can feel a connection to magic, that this place is probably the strongest connection to magic you'll ever experience, ever. Are there bad guys around? No, it's just you all, the Hawkinses, short of Earl, and Snake Oil is still here. And Edgar Hawkins turns to Snake Oil and says, I don't care what magic you have to do to do it, but get my brother back here. We need to feed now. And he turns to face the rest of the Eastwind team, and he says, Now that it's all set up, we'll kill you, and then we'll destroy Infinity City.
3: So you need your brother to do that?
2: Oh, yeah. You need your brother here to handle things? You're not smart enough to handle this on your own? You need your little brother to help you out. Is that the case? Edgar clenches his fists and
1: grits his teeth. And he says, you don't understand. We've been doing this for years. Everywhere we go, we harvest the magical energies of an infinity and we use it to feed and grow more powerful. We've destroyed so many worthless specks like you. Do you really think that you stand a chance against us? Nobody ever has before. I don't need my brother here. I want him here because that's why we do this. We care about our family. We protect each other.
3: I think we just beat up that brother and there are two more Draculas upstairs fighting. I'm not afraid of two more of them.
1: Ignition, you have some sort of like heads up display, right? If you have any sort of like mini map or anything, you'll see that you're actually not underneath the warehouse of
2: Dr. Terra's retirement party. You're underneath the community center. I again quietly to the team. We're actually underneath the community center. That means we have a, teleporta- a teleportation pad upstairs.
3: Noted. With the new information that this is underneath the original community center, and wondering if Taksama chose this place on purpose, she's just going to take a quick picture with her phone to like the weird creature and then send it over to ryan is like who's this guy
1: you see the three dots of ryan like typing out a message and you get the message back it says i've never seen anything like that in any of our files in my entire life or any comic books Uh, are you sure that's real i
3: Do you think I can Photoshop this on my phone this quickly in the middle of a fight?
1: He sends back the shrugging emoji. (laughs) Meanwhile, I think Edgar and Eleanor have taken this opportunity to position themselves between the three of you and Snake Oil, who lets forth a green bolt of spell energy that flies up into the ceiling and away. And then she collapses down to the ground. And Edgar and Eleanor turn to the three of you and they say, It looks like we're about to even the odds. I hope you're ready for three versus three. And Edgar's going to dive at Lancer again, fists outstretched. So what happens is Edgar, his large, gigantic hand slams into Lancer. And when it does, Lancer teleports from one of Edgar's hands to the other one of Edgar's hands which is angled right at ignition and Lancer is propelled towards ignition as if he had literally been thrown into him so yeah the two of you go reeling backwards and land splayed out on the ground while Eleanor begins to create a swirling vortex of the spectral energy that she had created earlier Rather than a solid beam, it is now much more dynamic in its movement. And she is essentially creating a tornado of psychic wind that she unleashes
3: towards Cherry. So I think she is almost like inspired by this opponent of like, really okay, she's making a vortex right here. So I think in her head, she wants to like, instead of opening space or cutting space, she wants to collapse space. To see if you can create a vacuum to almost suck in the vortex or create this like other like spatial vortex that's just trying to like hold it into place.
1: So you've got this hyper condensed psychic tornado marble that lands in the palm of your hand. And you see Eleanor's face contort in rage and her eyes are starting to look more sunken in. When you look over to Edgar, you can see that. He is looking just as drained as his sister. Both of them are not at 100% in this moment. And at that, Edgar launches himself after Lancer and Ignition. One fist reeled back, ready to slam into Lancer as Lancer is getting up. I asked Cherry
4: to toss that like marble-sized thing to me, and I have load it into one of my Volks. I literally load it into the gun and I shoot it right at him.
3: As you shoot it over at Edgar, he's like very powerful and might attempt to block or run away or charge through it. And I think I want to spend the exact same moat again. It says to create a barrier to hold back a threat. I think she wants to literally hold Edgar in place using the same power she just discovered.
1: As this psychic tornado bullet strikes Edgar, causing Cherry's two different motes of energy to interact in diametric opposition to each other, Edgar is sent rocketing up into the ceiling of this large cavern, which looms, I think, 40 or 50 feet high to support the uh, the size of the giant uh, slumbering magical creature, which is Every bit of the size of think Scott Lang is Giant Man in the Avengers Civil War fight. Edgar Hawkins called it an infinity earlier. It truly is the source of infinite magical energies in a lot of ways. Edgar is blown up into the ceiling right as Snake Oil's green bolt of magical energy is coming back with Earl riding along it. And they collide into each other as well as the ceiling of the cave which triggers a sort of low rumbling that creates a crack along the ceiling of this cave and the two brothers fall to the ground completely unconscious there's some light smoke coming off of them but they're not dead they're just unconscious and uh, eleanor shrieks with rage and she says you insufferable brats i will kill you all Nobody stands in the way of me and my brothers from taking what is rightfully ours. This isn't your infinity. This it belongs to the Hawkins. And you will not take it from us. And uh, yeah, she lifts her hand up again and it begins radiating that white spectral energy. I guess
2: it pull out the, sta- the stick and then it extends into a staff and then becomes that electric axe. And it extends. And then wow. the electricity... Forms the blade on one end, so, so that it sort of becomes this executioner's axe. I love that, and yeah,
1: so you're going to are you just going to throw it then at at Eleanor as she's charging because she like right now she's got both hands angled at your entire team. This is going to be a big blast, but you like I had mentioned to cherry earlier, you can see the effects of the of this fight on her already. Her eyes are sunken in. She has taken on this very, like, sharp, skeletal almost appearance. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess it's
4: just more of a straightforward assault. I use one of the rounds in order to shoot it back onto, like, onto trajectory. And Ooh. I think Jordan should use it to where uh, Lab Rabbit transports it from in front of her and transports it in back of her. so she can so it hits her from the back instead of the front
3: i think what can happen along the way is that she actually like successfully dodges and then cherry just teleports her back into place
1: (laughs) so she dodges out of the way once only to find that it is actually still going to hit her from a direction she didn't even
2: anticipate as the lightning axe blade lodges in her back and arcs of lightning from the ceiling to the ground she grounds out the so all the electricity fills the room, and since it is a magical ley line, it is just amplified through the entire chamber that we're in. It's It flowed the power flows directly through
1: her. We pull out in the panel of the comic, and a bolt of lightning strikes down into the ground above you all, through the ground, and into Eleanor, and she collapses. But right before she does, her eyes flash with that pale white light, And ignition, as you work to try to struggle against this splitting migraine, you feel your powers try to wreath around your body to help you compensate for this immeasurable pain that you're experiencing. Your powers reach out further and further and then they hyper condense around you. And then an explosion of electricity knocks you off of your feet. And you look down at all of your equipment and it's all fried. As you watch one of your screens fade, it says data transfer complete. And that's strange to you because you had transferred the contents of Earl Hawkins's phone to taxama earlier. And that didn't take that long, but then you see the path of the data transfer. And that the cell phone contents were also transported to your mother, who now has access to everything that was on Earl Hawkins's phone as well. But all of the Hawkinses are defeated. And as you look around and survey the scene, you see that the creature that they were trying to feed upon is still slumbering.
3: I think Cherry just, like, limps over to check on the teams. Okay, that's four down. Weird sleeping guy in the background. You guys are ready to head back to base?
4: If we can just and I think you get another panel where where Lancer is like laying down on the ground right next to Ignition. I think we should just call for backup right now so then they can just transport here
3: to under the community center and then they can take care of the rest of it. I'll call for some help. And then she's going to teleport back up to what's left of the community center and give Ryan a quick text and says, like, hey, the boys are underneath the community center along with the rest of the unconscious Hawkins and snake oil and a very powerful sleeping man.
1: Ryan texts back just like the big eyes emoji. (laughs) And then he says, I'm coordinating support to your location now.
3: All right. Don't worry about me. I I need to go take care of something real quick, but they'll be right here. She, like, walks a bit and tries to teleport back to the party, realizing that, like, I told somebody I'm going to get meet up with food in about 40 minutes from now, so I want to go get my Black Rabbit costume back because I just realized I took that off earlier. When
1: you get to the warehouse party, everything is in tatters. The warehouse itself is, like, decimated. All the villains have fled. You don't see any sign of any other villain here right now. I do think that the entire thing is an active, like, crime scene there are multiple police officers positioned everywhere there's a huge perimeter and like they've got like everything ribboned off as they like begin trying to piece through exactly what happened here
3: i think she sees that there is this like baggie of evidence for her black rabbit costume and she just sighs and teleports it to her and she sees that if it seems like skeleton has been arrested she sighs and teleports him to her as well
1: You see not even Skeleton, but like Eugene hanging out like in an alley from far away watching everything and he like waves and gets your attention and he says, <laughs> that, that went perfect, right? That could not have gone better.
3: Could not have gone better. <laughs>
1: I got to tell you, that electrocutioner guy really knows what he's talking about. Those grenades were the best.
3: They sure were. <laughs>
1: hey, look at this. And he shows you his phone yeah. and he's got a ton of notifications from a bunch of villains saying like, way to go, Skeleton. I love to see you at Dr. Terror's Retire. Like he's getting like street cred again. And he's he pulls his phone back and he says, I'm on the top of the world right now. Things are That's- looking good for old Skeleton.
3: That's nice. Were there were there any posts about Black Rabbit?
1: Yeah, actually there were a couple and he pulls up villain Twitter and someone got a good photo of you kicking Lancer into a <laughs> portal. And I think the comic book panel pulls out as the two of you are like, I, cause yeah, he's following you to the Vietnamese place. Sorry. You have a third wheel for your date now.
3: I think despite like the new fame, he doesn't have any money. So she's just like, all right, come on. I'll go buy you some soup. All right. Come here.
1: Thank (laughs) you so much. Yeah. I left my wallet in my other. Uh I would say my other pants, but we all know that I have to get naked when I become skeleton. It's the
3: only way. I did not know that actually.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Where would I keep the clothes? Like other than the duffel bag, actually. Yep. Where's your duffel bag over? It's in the it's in the evidence right now. Can you
3: get that for me? I can get that. Thank you. I
1: also still don't have my wallet, though. But these are I am glad to have all these clothes back. I've been wearing this towel ever since I found it in this alley. But I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it smells like garbage. So is it
3: rude if I ask you to like transform back?
1: No, I prefer my skeleton form anyways. I just didn't want the cops to see me. So
3: Okay. Yeah. You can start. Just don't get too big. Yeah. Like my okay. normal
1: height is like five, four, and I can just do like a five, seven skeleton.
3: And she's like, ah, still, a is that, are you able to get smaller?
1: I could go one fraction of an inch. I've never really seen to what magnitude I have to grow, but let me try. I mean, it, is
3: it smaller to become like shorter than your average height? Or your, oh, not,
1: no, I can only no? grow as a skeleton. I can't. Yeah. It's, I don't understand it either, but it, it works really well for the yeah. name I picked.
3: Just all right, head over to the restaurant. I'll be right back. I need to go rob the police.
1: Okay, yeah, thank you. And uh, yeah, he heads to the restaurant. To- <laughs> As Taksama personnel, like support staff and everybody, arrive, like the cleanup crew, like medical assistants, they get there and they uh, they're surveying everything and they're like roping off the giant celestial magic person who's still sleeping underneath the community center and like trying to ensure that that whatever this is stays asleep because they have no idea what will happen if it wakes up and uh, as i think commander lightning makes their way to the two of you on the ground he says i gotta commend you on a job well done here but i thought you said that there were four i only see the three hawkinses who else was the other person that we were trying to bring in
4: Lancer tries to get up in order to salute, and there's just no energy in his legs anymore. (laughs) Yeah, Commander Lightning says, At ease, I'm looking at your kneecaps right now. They're literally blown apart. I just look over at Ignition, and I just like motion him to start talking. Wait, so you didn't find Snake Oil? She's
1: one of those slippery villains that we have a hard time keeping locked up anywhere, really. So... No surprise there, but I guess we'll just have to catch her on
2: our next outing, huh? And I throw my hands up and go, a slippery one. And I just turn around, shaking my head at that. And so it's like, just compose myself, turn around, just try and look around to see, look at my different tech. And then that's when I remember too, that my mom had taken a, a duplicate copy of the Hawkins phone. And I checked to see if they received all the data from the phone that they initially planned. When they I'd did. Scented.
1: Yeah, and to the degree that there are already analysts on scene who are like giving directions as to how to avoid waking what they're also now calling the Infinity Well as well, because yeah, the all the everything about the Hawkinses and their plans were on Earl's phone, and yeah, they're they've got they've already got a dossier on the Infinity that sleeps beneath Infinity City. And they're able to tell you that that this creature is a being comprised purely of magical energies. And as it sleeps and dreams, it creates even more magical energy for people to use. It's like one of the many sources for magic around the planet. But this one is a big one. And to that end... Commander Lightning claps you both on the shoulder and says, Eastwind did a good thing by keeping the Infinity Well out of the hands of the Hawkinses. If they had gotten a hold of this, who knows what more damage they could have done. I guess we were just lucky that they were as drained as they were.
2: I I, I look over at a very d- drained and defeated Lancer and say, Lucky? And just... and just surprised that we made it out alive and that this is considered lucky that we're basically like what another minute we would have been unconscious.
1: I think commander lightning looks at you tersely and says, kid, I got two hips made out of completely synthetic materials. I, I, I've got one robotic shoulder modification. This eye isn't real. A success isn't always pretty, but the world is going to keep turning, and that's because of the three of you. So no matter what anybody tells you, you're heroes. And for now, you two just feel secure in the knowledge that you saved Infinity City and maybe even the whole world from whatever it was that the Hawkins wanted to do with the energy that this thing can create. And yeah, I think I think maybe the comic book panel pulls out again until we get like a, a silhouette of Infinity City.
3: Flashing forward just half an hour, Cherry has the worst date she's ever seen because I think Eugene invites like the rest of the Eastman crew. It was originally like Gelaton invited Electrocutioner, who yes. brought Lancer. I was like, oh yeah, I've heard of this place. Let's go check it out. And then because Lancer was there, he brought Brianna. Oh and yeah. And Brianna was like I think part of the team. So Brianna and Ryan.
1: Yeah, Ryan had the big puppy dog eyes as Lancer and Brianna were walking away.
2: There is so a eyes. visual,
3: like visual chain of seeing like little bubbles of people's faces. You see this whole chain of who invited who.
2: Also, Ooh. is there now a machine that can create an earthquake baby at my uncle's shop? Yes, Just chilled in <laughs> a van? Okay. I think
1: we see the group all of Eastwind, along with Skeleton, Dodo, Ryan, Brianna and all of you just eating at this 24-hour Vietnamese restaurant. I think we then cut to Snake Oil as she's rejoining with her cult. We see that, they, uh, that they're that they now operating out of a very fancy funded location. As per her agreement with Earl Hawkins, there was a last-minute financial transfer that set up her snake cult to do whatever it was that it wanted to do. Then we cut over to the earthquake baby machine inside of Kai's uncle's shop. And we see a tracking beacon with a lightning bolt T on it. It's clearly like Turan's symbol. We also see that she is in an apartment in Infinity City. She has got identity documents that she's forged or faked or whatever. It's, she's setting up shop here with like a bunch of different files and folders of different plans marked. We also see the Hawkinses looking skeletal and decrepit and still alive. Their vampiric youthfulness no longer sustained by the magical energies that they were draining from other people around the planet. And they're sitting in
2: some sort of containment unit where they can no longer hurt anybody. If we're at the Vietnamese place. I'm having a lime soda. That's definitely that's his I that's his that. reward for the night. I think. Yeah, that's yeah. Like, it's, All of that's oh god. Okay. Yeah. The most awkward, quiet. And then
3: the last panel is just Dodo saying, "This is fun." I think Terry's head is just down. She is in so much like emotional social pain, and you can see there's like the classic like coconut soda next to her. The check comes and we slide it over to Ryan.
1: He like looks around wide eyed and he reaches for it, but then I think Brianna snaps it out of his hand and says, we can put this one on Dr. Terror and she pulls out the Dr. Terror company credit card that she had managed to pull away and says, this one's just for you." And that's where we're cutting this episode. A special thanks to Elliot of Infinity City, who has donated his time to support marginalized stories by editing this podcast. You can find Elliot at PodcasterElliot on Twitter, where you can find links to all of his amazing work. Also, a special thanks to IndyTan, Tan, a Malay-Chinese content creator who composed the intro music for Eastwind, an AAPI Infinity City story. You can find Indy on Twitter at It's Mr. Mask, and you can make sure to check out their work on Dice Comics, at Dice Comics, as well. Finally, a special thanks to Ralph Ballesteros, our Manila-based Filipino concept artist for Ignition, LabRabbit, and Lancer. You can find Ralph's work and see if his commissions are open on Instagram, at the Milkfish Arts.
4: Thank you so much to Connor and the rest of the cast for putting on another great actual play. Our hope is to create a space where an AAPI audience is inspired to do more for their community.
2: We encourage our listeners to support reputable AAPI nonprofits that keep our community safe.
3: We cannot stay quiet when one of us in the community is hurting. So we encourage you to check out StopAAPIHate.org to report incidents of hate and to take advantage of its care resources. We play heroes on air, but we hope that you can be a hero to someone in need.
4: Thank you again for listening, and please remember, it is better to light a candle than to curse the darkness. Hey listeners,
1: this is Connor, the GM for Eastwind. I just wanted to, one, thank you all for for listening, because that was super awesome of you. Uh, When we started making Eastwind, I thought, boy, I really just want somebody to listen to this thing. (laughs) And you did, which is why you're now hearing my voice. Tell you thanks. But also... Something I didn't think when I was making East Wind was I really hope people ask me a ton of questions about this. But then I realized, after making it, that I want people to ask me a ton of questions about this because we had so much fun making it and we did so many cool things and we all wanted to just really make this mean something and if you didn't get all the meaning which is entirely possible, I don't know, I've never tried to make something with meaning before, then you should ask questions about it. And they could be they can be serious questions like, hey, what does it all mean? Or it could be a goofy question like, what is Lab Rabbits Celebrity Crush? You can ask these questions on at Elliot Presents on Twitter. You can ask these questions on the What is this Discord channel called? This is called Elliot Andrews Productions. And you can find a link to that Discord channel on at Elliot Presents on Twitter. Um, You can also ask questions at some link in the show notes. Uh, I'm not really super clear on how that works. I don't know anything about show notes. Maybe you should ask a question about show notes too. Because then... We can both learn something because also leading the Q&A will be Elliot, who, you know, has, like, carried this entire series on their back by um, editing and producing and uploading to the feed and doing all the cool stuff that, like, made this project come together. Uh, So maybe send in a question like, hey, what are show notes? How do they work? Because I don't know. So, yeah, uh, just, just to, in brief, cover it all again. Ask us questions. We'll give you answers. We're going to drop a whole episode that is questions and answers on Eastwind. And we're going to do it sometime. But I do know that the cutoff date for questions is July 31st at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. So get your questions in before then and ask. You, they can be for any member of the cast. They can be for jpg they can be for ken they can be for jordan or they can be for me and also secretly they can actually be for elliot because like i said he's gonna be there so um yeah go to those places that i said earlier ask those questions and then come back for the q a episode where we will give you answers and uh that's it yeah i i uh, thanks again for liking this thing and
0: um, yeah. Maybe we'll make more of it.